0: Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe.
1: Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk fitness business with fitness pros that are in the trenches, doing work, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today I'm here with my guest, general manager of Powerhouse Gym in Mayapac, New York. Alex, how are you doing today? I'm pretty good, Dom. Thanks for having me on, brother. You are very welcome, sir. Excited to dive in. So give us the overview. What's uh, Powerhouse Mayapack all about?
2: Yeah, man. So we really aim to be Mayapack's community gym here, right? <clears throat> I know Powerhouse has, has kind of a big box vibe and whatnot, but we do not have a massive footprint here. Um, you know, we're, we're pretty different from your typical... Again, big box gym feel and whatnot. Uh, We do have about 6,000 square feet um, of a gym floor, so a decent size here. But, you know, we also feature in-house physical therapists. We also feature a shake and a supplement bar. Um, And last but not least, we have a full-service martial arts gym where we offer Brazilian jiu-jitsu and Muay Thai. Um, So we're a decent size, but a little bit different, and we look to capitalize on... You know how we can differentiate from from the competition.
1: <clears throat> Definitely covering a lot of the bases you can't be everything to everyone but you guys have um, a lot of the moving pieces there in place ready to rock and roll and like I said kind of be that hub for fitness in pack. So I want to dive into that a little bit but give us a little bit of a background on you. You, uh, you have you're educated in business have a couple of degrees have some experience as a trainer and all this kind of culminates to having this position. And, and I think situating you pretty well for the, the future of this gym. So give us the, give us the scoop.
2: Absolutely. I mean, um, I I definitely attribute a lot of my successes to how I grew up, how I was raised. You know, I was an athlete my whole life, Uh, more baseball than anything uh, competitively, but I also played kind of every, every sport under the sun for fun. My parents were both in education. Um, and so, you know, kind of after I received uh, my bachelor's degree in business, I decided to pursue further education. And uh, I moved down south to Florida. Um, and uh, I, I went to the University of South Florida for grad school where I earned uh, an MBA and then a master of science in, in uh, sports management. So after that, I worked in sports for about five years in, in sales and marketing. Um, I, I decided working in sports wasn't necessarily my passion, although I, I still love sports to this day. So I kind of moved on over to the fitness side of things where I was a trainer, strength coach, um, for a little over three years. And then I decided I wanted a little more stability and, um, I, I kind of meshed my two loves of, of business and, and fitness and whatnot. And I uh, found a good opportunity here and, and I've been here for almost a year now.
1: All right. So once that the opportunity came up, it makes sense, right? Background in fitness, training, sports, business, it all seemed on paper to make sense. So once once it came up, what were the, the big things that you were looking to bring to the table? And on the other side, what were you looking to get out of this experience?
2: Yeah. So for me, it, it's always about opportunity, right? Um, I think that should be almost everybody's stance when you're moving into a new position, right? What kind of opportunity do you have for personal development to move up uh, bigger title? If that's what you seek more money, if that's what you seek, um, more responsibility, if that's what you seek? And honestly, I, I came into a new smaller gym, um, and I felt that I could really leave my mark if given the chance and given the right resources. And uh, essentially month over month since I've started here, uh, you know, as a team, we've put different things into play, which has really helped to diversify our revenue streams. And um, we, we've pretty much, except for one month that I've been here, increased revenue month over month to date. So Growth,
1: growth is good. Uh, that's definitely one of those things that I'm sure all sides like seeing, uh, personal growth, business growth. There's, there's a lot of room for it. And I think, uh, you know, one of the things we talk about here a lot is it's kind of, it's grow or die. It's not grow or stay stagnant. Like if you're not moving forward, you're going backwards. So, um, you've been on almost a year. So talk us through once, once you actually came on, were there things that you set in motion, put in place right away as far as, you know, policies, culture, things that you wanted to get to work on uh, right away and and what things did you do that made the biggest impact?
2: Sure. Um, So just a little backstory, this facility has been a fitness club for a long time, right? Uh, Prior to us, it was actually a UFC gym. Prior to that, it was two or three mom and pop gyms of, you know, local business owners in the Mayapac area. So a big challenge that I saw was obviously, one, coming out of COVID. Um, The field itself has shifted quite a bit. I feel like most people would (laughs) would agree to that uh, in many aspects and many avenues due to COVID. But also getting over building a new brand. That was tough for us, building a new brand. UFC gym was here for three or four years. It kind of began to be a staple in the community. um, And unfortunately they kind of went out of business, uh, at least this time they had to close down. So building a new identity in this area, which is small and tight knit already was a challenge in and of itself, uh, getting the powerhouse brand out there. And and that's where a lot of marketing comes into play. We can get into that um, a, a little bit later on. Now I was certainly blessed to uh, so we didn't go over this but this is actually my first general manager position in the industry and i certainly was blessed um one of the owners here has a lot of experience in the industry and he, he he helped to mold me uh and to build out a certain mindset um about how to approach business from many different angles and so i give a lot of credit to him his name is rick he's a great guy um Getting back to the question of what did I do or what did we do as a team to generate new revenue streams and whatnot since since our opening, uh, two big things for me. One was we decided to become a 24-hour facility, right? We had typical hours of operation prior. Uh, Actually, we we had very short hours on the weekend as well, which I feel disincentivized uh, some people. But what we did is we decided to uh, invest in a key fob entry system, right? So we installed uh, a mag lock, which is a magnetized way to lock the door. <clears throat> um, and then we, we sell key fobs actually at up charge. So that's one individual revenue stream in and of itself, which to date has already paid for the entire install and more, which is great. Uh, it also um, attracts more people who may have bizarre, work schedules, um, or just simply enjoy working out really early, really early on in the morning, later at night, what have you, I don't judge. So nonetheless, that that was big. <clears throat> and then two, we actually had a vacant studio, if you will, just shy of 500 square feet upstairs, um, where I was able to actually sublease it to a physical therapist. So now that's an additional steady stream of income month over month that we don't have to worry about. Um, and I feel as if those two things um, definitely have, have made a big difference in, in, in our month over month revenue, the bottom line. Yeah,
1: for sure. So came in and, and putting your stamp on that right from the get-go. One of the things that we talked about a little bit off air um, that – It's not something that it's a project that you do and put away on a shelf. Something you have ongoing is is working on the culture in the facility, something that works towards promoting retention. And uh, I'll let you elaborate on it, but not just customer retention, staff retention, satisfaction, and where this all pulls together. So give us some insight onto some of the things that you're working on with that and what your best practices you've seen so far have been.
2: Yeah. So, number one, staffing in this industry is always the the biggest concern, right? One, there's just so much turnover in all aspects, whether it be a front desk person, a uh, personal trainer, what have you. Um, so you, you gotta constantly be looking. Unfortunately, you can't just hire and forget about it. Um, also, take into consideration the size and the scope of your business, right? Um, we are a growing gym here in, in general. Uh, But we do have a very small team. Now, communication is so, so important. Uh, We're again, we're, we're not a big facility. So, so we don't, I'll be honest with you. We don't do a ton of team building things, which I've considered in the past. Uh, But I certainly have an open door policy. Um, You know, I pick up their Slack, they pick up my Slack and um, it, it's important to hire the right people. You know what I mean? And that's where interviewing comes into play. Uh, You know, there's a saying that, you know, hire slow, fire fast. And that may sound crude, but listen, when it comes down to a team culture, uh, it's important that everybody gets along and everybody feels comfortable. And, you know, they feel as if they can come to a manager and discuss any issues they may be having um so i I have an open door policy here um turnover is always going to be an issue there's no way around that especially in this field um but trying just trying to build out the right team i mean that goes for every business but um that's that's kind of the staple.
1: awesome man yeah i i agree on a lot of those things and um, higher, slow fire high fast is like you said, so you, you can take a little bit of heat for that, but it's, if you, if you're busting your ass to build a culture, to promote it, to protect it, you got to do it there. You know, it's, it's very rare that you won't learn a better lesson from going that way. than you will, yeah, you can maybe every once in a while, someone pans out that you would have given a little more time, but. You know, that's not one of those things that we have the luxury of most of the time in this business. So if you're going to air one way, I think the, the most successful people that I talk to by, by general measures, right? Everybody's got their own measure of success are following some version of that. So uh, I want to get into, you know, some of the general kind of core functions of the business and just what's working best for you right now at a higher level overview. Um, so we'll start at the beginning. Uh, marketing, right? Everything that you do in the gym is for not if nobody knows that you're there. So what's working best for you right now as we sit, you know, May 2022? Uh, what's getting people to come in the doors and say, Alex, I want to join your gym?
2: Yeah. Um, perfect. So there was a philosophy for a long time. If you build it, they will come, right? Especially in the fitness space. There was just a general consensus that you know, kind of a gym is a gym. Uh, if it's convenient for someone, it's on their way to work. It's close to their home. Like they're just going to stop in and, and sign up. There are so many options now, right? You don't even have to be there in person, right? There's Instagram out there the way you could follow an influencer and go out to a park and just watch their home workouts. And that's it. There's so many on-demand things with the beach body and P90X and y- you name it, it's out there already. For in-person gyms, brick and mortar gyms, it all comes down to the digital space. We work with a digital marketer. We have our own website. Uh, We use him for advertisements on all the social media platforms to build out a good Google My Business place um, and to, to rank high on the search engine. That's huge. You know, there's so many location services now, and, and that's great, right? So if you type in Jim near me, it may pop up, but we pop up in the top three in almost every search relating to the fitness space, which is incredible. We pay, you know, we pay a lot of money for that. Um, obviously, also being active on social media in general, that is one of my weaknesses. Actually, we are active, but, you know, I, I don't post as frequently as I can. Uh, as, as sorry as frequently as I should, and then the algorithm suffers because of that. Um, outside of that, uh, we have a really good referral program, actually. So, um, <clears throat> well, these two things kind of go hand in hand. But I'm going to backtrack just a second here. On our website, we do offer a free day pass, right? So, so many people call up. Um, they found us, however way and they're either asking about pricing which we actually don't discuss over the phone because we want people to get in and experience experiences firsthand have those real life conversations um and or people want to try out the gym and um so we let them try out the gym for one day they fill out a form on our website uh and and they come in and and they they try it out and they either love it or they don't um but going off of that, we have a great referral program to where whenever somebody signs up, we give them a handful of day passes. Uh, and it's also an incentive-based referral program, right? So if you're a new member of the gym, you refer somebody. Uh, once you refer two people who sign up, you actually get your next month free. Three, if you get three people to sign up, you get some complimentary personal training. And if five people or more sign up, um, we actually give them the next 12 months of their membership for free. So those are big incentives right there um, to spread, you know, the good word by word of mouth.
1: Awesome, and There's a lot of good stuff going on there. I do want to dive in one more follow-up at least here on the referral program, because it's, it's one of the more robust that I've come across, especially in your segment. Um, The only other question that that kind of leaves there is, is how, how do you get that across to clients? Is it something that they get told at point of sign up and then that's just it? Do you, do you have reminders or are there things up around the gym? Do they get emails, texts? Like how hard do you go in on that um, to, to, uh, you know, to get people to take advantage of it?
2: It's pretty organic, brother. I'll be honest with you. When we sign you up, we actually have a form that they fill out. It explains the whole thing and then it gives them X amount of lines to refer people on the spot. I don't pressure them. I say, look, this one is not mandatory. I just wanted to let you know about our incentive-based referral program. And then we have them sign and date the bottom. We keep that form in-house. So we have two or three different ways of tracking, right? Our software does allow us to, when somebody signs up, if they were referred by somebody, you can notate that in the system. But then also we'll, we'll pull the form because we actually keep um, paper copies of everything here. Uh, so we'll pull the form, say, hey, you're signing up two people that you referred, and um, you could either cash in on your reward right now, or we can let it stack, uh, or we can kind of let it roll, right? So for instance, if somebody comes in with two people and they sign them up immediately and they want that next month free, they do start over from zero. So they don't stack, right? It's not like you sign up two, you get a, a month free, and then you sign up three more, and you get 12 months free. You, you redeem it as you see fit. But to answer your question, uh, I have the ability in multiple different ways to send out mass SMS or, or text messages uh, and emails. But I, honestly, I don't send out a ton of reminders. Um, a lot of people come in with, um, we give them physical cards. We give them three individual day passes to give to a buddy and one week long pass to, to test out our kit.
1: All right, so there is that initial ask. And then from there, keeps it mostly organic. And, and I don't have a dog in the fight there. I think that either way can work, but it's always good to, to just get the point of view of different people who are doing it. I think having having it a little more highly rewarded than, uh, than I hear is the industry norm is, is interesting. And I mean, ideally, if if you could fill up your gym with just referrals, it wouldn't matter how many of those you paid out. If Even if you're getting five or six to one, you know, to to give somebody a, a free membership, because the person who refers five people is probably gonna refer 15 or 20 people anyway. Like they're either all in, or you know, they're gonna do one or two. So I think, I think that's super cool that you do it that way. So um, the people who aren't referrals, because we all know that that's a, a different conversation when they come in. Now that, that there isn't any work to be done, but it is different. So the non-referral people, if somebody comes in, they find your day pass, or they come in through social media, uh, and they come in interested in signing up. Do you have a set process that you take people through? That's that's more or less, you know, mandatory, or is it just casual?
2: Yeah, I mean, we 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 do have a mandatory for internal bases. We have a mandatory process, right? Um, so typically, it, it would go something like this, right? You fill out a liability waiver. The reason we do that is. Again, just getting into the hard truths of the fitness space here, um, can't get sued, right? You hear stories about people walking in the front door, tripping over something, immediately getting hurt or, you know, we have a stairwell here. What if we're bringing them on a tour and they walk down the stairs and and trip and fall and they sue us? That that's a killer. Uh, So first things first, liability waiver, right? Uh, Talk to the person a little bit, see what they're interested in, bring them on tour, um, everybody has their own, um, dialogue when bringing someone on tour, right? When I'm training people, I, I'm like, listen, this is the way I go about it. This is how I feel comfortable. This is how I feel. I can convey the message the best way, but however you see fit perfectly fine with me, try to get to know them, vetting them a little bit on the tour, right? What are you interested in? Cause we have a few different membership styles, a few different membership tiers here. Um, and then we price present. We actually have an iPad with presentations that breaks down um, what comes with every membership and then, and then the pricing and how we structure our memberships here for each membership as well. Um, just so that it's not overwhelming, right? You just spew out a million numbers to a, a prospective client or prospective member and they're like, wait, 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 I'm lost. But if you have it in a visual form right in front of them, Gives them an opportunity to kind of weigh the pros and the cons and see if it's the right fit for that. Um, yeah, and that's that's pretty much the sign up uh, procedure there.
1: And then, as far as those sign ups go, are um, are your trainers doing this? Do you, Is it specific desk staff? Is can anybody who happens to be there when someone walks in do it? Is there uh, any hard and fast rule with that?
2: Typically a trainer would not sign up a general member. That would be my job or someone at the front desk. We do, again, we have a small team, but, but we have you know a, a few front desk guys as well. Now, it's funny that you bring trainers into the mix because we do offer personal training. Um, and I actually, not, I don't want to say rely on, but they do the full service sales of the personal training. Now, we have a membership-based style here as well we offer packs like a traditional somebody wants to work with a trainer we offer an 8-12 pack that expires after six months or what have you Uh, but what we enjoy here is what we call a a personal training membership it's a three-month commitment it instills that accountability and consistency that you know you don't always see in this field right it benefits both client and trainer because it gives the trainer at least three months of consistent solid work and then it also gives the client more of an opportunity to be realistic and to actually achieve results. Um, people want results overnight, but this is kind of how, how I bring it up to people, right? It's going to take one month for you to train to feel a chemical difference in the body, right? You're going to feel something shifted around inside. You're not really too sure. After two months of consistent hard training, the outside world, somebody else is going to notice right wow it looks like you lost weight what have you been doing you look great after three months you should probably see it in yourself you look in the mirror you're like wow i look skinnier i look more toned i look more muscular so that's where that three month we, we set as a minimum and then it rolls over month by month but they have the opportunity to to cancel membership after that three month minimum um, that's why we feel as if it's beneficial with that being said we have a process with that, right? So typically all new members of the gym, it comes with a complimentary consultation, free of charge to um, the member. And then we, we would pay out the trainer, a, a small sum um, of money to perform the consultation with the hopes that, that they make the sale. Um, again, we have, we have a procedure for this as well. Once you set a consultation, you have a par queue, right? You're getting to know the member uh, you're getting to know what their goals and um you know objectives are by training, hopefully training with you at the gym. You bring them through a quick workout, maybe two or three exercises that you could show how you would work together, talk about sequencing, talking about um the, the proper way to program moving forward. Um, and then you talk through pricing. If you make the sale, uh, we actually offer commission. Uh, we offer a 10% commission of the initial sale, um, and, and then we go from there.
1: Awesome, awesome. So you have that pretty pretty much down to a, a science, it sounds like. The aspect of it that I think varies so greatly from facility to facility um, is who, who does the selling and then what roles the trainer has. So in your facility, your trainers are for the most part doing their own personal training sales and they're doing that as employees of the facility, correct? Yes, sir. Okay. So there's, there's pros and cons to both sides of this. Um, or I guess there are probably three main things, right? More than both. There are three. You have employee trainers. You have people who just come in, um, and pay rent. And then there's this mixed model where you have people who are generally contractors who, um, have some type of revenue share that gets figured out by the, the facility and the trainer and, and they all have pros and cons, but for you with your employee based trainer method that you're using, what do you feel like the biggest pros are for that?
2: Um, it's the least amount of liability. Everything is logged in the system. Everything is trackable. Um The reason I don't like the, the profit share model, right. Where, you know, this contractor comes in, they're charging their client $80 and then they're paying you 25 or $30 off the top. So they're profiting 50 bucks, whatever. Um, or again, the alternative of paying a rent, you pay my club $500 just for, just for easy numbers. Uh, I don't care if you have 50 clients over the course of a month to where you make a ton of money. Um, but it's just up to you to obviously hit the 500 and then everything else is profit. The reason I don't like those models is, again, it's really difficult to track, right? So for instance, you require $25 off the top of a contractor. Um, they report, they train $20 over the course of, or 20 members over the course of the month or what have you, and they just flat out lie, right? So as my role as the general manager, I'm very knowledgeable about my business, but I can't be here 24 hours a day seven days a week. And then to get all of my employees on the same page to, to know this contractor, to know their clients, to know every little bit of detail about how this particular again, revenue stream is, is, is being operated is too much of a headache. Um, With that being said, trainers um, are also good for a, a different aspect of my business um, to where one, we have group fitness classes. So I typically will have a trainer host a few classes. So gets them a little more consistent pay. It gets them exposure, right? They're teaching the class. A member who never thought about personal training loves the class. And now they're talking and setting up a consultation and go for that sales pitch. Happens all the time. And then two, we have a supplement and shake bar at my facility to where typically you would hope trainers are more, um, knowledgeable than just a, a typical front desk staff member about different supplements and whatnot. So again, that's another upsell to members and clients that a personal trainer um, when they have more stake in the business are more willing to do than just a contractor who doesn't care about your supplement store, you know?
1: Yeah. So I think you hit a lot of the topics, a lot of the things that I like about the model is, um, you know, you, first and foremost, you have control of who the people are and keeping them on brand, on focus, in line with um, having their goals aligned with what yours are. And for you, you know, that's to have happy members who stay a long time, who generate revenue for the business, who allow you to continue to grow and serve more people. And if they're employees, you can, you can more easily do things like legally Put them on a schedule and have them bound to it, right? Let's—we don't even have to get into all of the the taxes and accounting side of those things. Um, you can have them bound to a schedule. You can do different. You can have different incentives. Logistically, if you're taking all the payments, there's no tracking. You let your software that you pay—I'm sure very good money for—go ahead and do that, right? There's no questions when it comes to payroll. There's there's this. All this time that gets saved, you don't have to have, nothing has to be confrontational. You know, you may have a trainer who's honest, but a bad bookkeeper, or you may have somebody who doesn't have that integrity. All of those things get kind of swept away when they're in there. Um, And it also scales with the trainer as they grow and allows the business to not be having to renegotiate. You know, you charge somebody, if it's a rent model, $400 a month. And that's cool when they have 10 clients, but if their business explodes and they're taking up space and you're not getting membership dues because you know a lot of the places that charge a rent model, they don't even make the clients have memberships. So there's, there's all these things. So it just scales with it. So if the trainer only has one or two or three clients, they're not on the hook for it. As they grow, it scales. Again, it doesn't add any real complexity to you. And then in, in your case, you have other things, other upsells, other, you know, different different places that the trainer, who if they're an employee and have aligned goals, can can send them to it. To me, it seems like you're checking off all the boxes, except for the, this is an easy hands-off way to make a little bit of money. Like that's kind of the other side. And I guess the other box there is it's cheaper technically, right? If you look at it, people like, well, I don't, I don't have to contribute to taxes and all that stuff, which is probably um, in some people's instance, kind of stepping over dollars to pick up pennies because because of all the other things. So um, when it comes to some of the other models, the, the, the split contractor collecting their own money or someone collecting rent, uh, do you see any potential pros to ever going towards those models? Or do you think you're pretty firmly embedded in the employee model?
2: Yeah, at, at this point, we've had a lot of internal discussions about the two other models. And uh, again, at the end of the day, we just don't feel that the pros outweigh the cons. Um, you, you brought up two good points. Um, again, there's no discrepancies. The software does everything as long as the trainer remembers to book a session and log off on the session, there's no, there's no conversations that have to be had, no confrontations that have to be had about, Hey, I trained 20 people this pay period. It's like, well, this is what the software is showing. Um, and then two, um, scaling it, I'm a big incentive and reward type guy. So what we do is we have, um, a tiered system, um, so for those of you who don't know how personal training works internally, it's, it's typically commission based, right? You get in between a 35 and a 50% split, um, but uh, and then the house gets obviously the, the other portion. Um, what we do here is we start you off with a slightly lower commission split, and then as you start to pick up, once you hit certain thresholds, you get more commission and more commission. And again, that's where the software comes into play. I run a report when I do payroll and it, it, it tells me this trainer served, did 22 sessions this week. Easy. So they're getting this percent split on everything. Uh, but now if I hit that next threshold, all I do is, is adjust the base commission for everything and now they're making more money. They're happier. We're happier because you know both sides are making more money at this point. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it.
1: I love it. I think that you're you're checking off um, a, a lot of the things that I think are best about that model. And it's a your mileage may vary thing, right? There are other facilities where different things may work well. But with the situation that you have right now, I think as you're growing and scaling, still adding more clients, still, still, um, you know, bringing this to what it can be, the potential of it, it seems like it's the best fit for you right now. So um, if anybody's out there listening and you're thinking about other models, um, make sure that you factor in everything else that we've talked about. Maybe a rent model will work for you. Maybe, you know, I know people who run their whole business off of just renting to trainers and that that's a different business model. But in this one, it seems like it's the it serves the client, the trainer and the business all at the same time without a lot of compromise there. If if there's any room for anything there, it's I guess sometimes for trainers to say that they don't feel like they get a fair split, but that's not a fault of the model. That's that's just negotiation. And I'm a, I'm a big fan of free market capitalism. So yep. um, I won't yep. take that as a downside.
2: Great, yeah, and now before we move on, there's just one other point that we we kind of spoke about a little earlier. I wanna know everybody who's coming through my doors. Um, so I'd much rather upsell a current member who, again, has a little more loyalty to our brand and our club, as opposed to, you know, I'm not here on the weekends and now we have a contractor bringing right, to your point 10 or 15 people in who may be not as respectful, right? Cause it's really not their home gym. Um, so it, it just makes it a lot easier to track and to manage, both the, you know, members and clients and uh, employees and just people who are coming in and out of my gym on a daily basis.
1: Hit the nail on the head, sir. We are just about out of time here, but the last thing I just want to give a couple minutes to, if we can, um, is, is just the future, right? Where this is, you're a year into your first GM gig. It sounds like you have a great support system there, a good ownership group. Um, Things, things are going pretty well. Where do you see things going? Where do you want to uh, see yourself growing as a manager as somebody in this business, and the facility itself so those can be the same, they could diverge but what does that look like for you.
2: Yeah so that's a great question. Um, A little untraditional response here. We're a smaller club. I come from big box gyms that had roughly 3,000 members. Much smaller here. So a weird dichotomy that I've been kind of mulling over for a long time right now is to what capacity do we want to grow? And how do we maximize revenue within those constraints? Right? So right now there are times of the day to where it's kind of dead, right? There may be two, three, five members in here. You know, at two o'clock in the afternoon, which is a dead time for most But I'll tell you what: during peak hours, we're we're pretty packed out for the most part, right? So, and we're we're definitely not the membership base that that we see is um, most most efficient at the end of the day, right? Um, so, I don't want to get to a point. I have conversations with people all the time, and they say, "Listen." I don't want to be at Planet Fitness anymore. I don't want to be at XYZ Gym anymore because it's too packed, right? You know, there's, there's always somebody on every machine. There's a certain demographic who are congregating around this machine for 20, 30 minutes, not even working out, just on their phone. So we want to get to a point to where we're filled in. We have a good amount of membership base, but not too packed to where it's going to harm the, the overall culture and atmosphere of the gym. So it's, I know it's a little bit of a rant, but it's a challenging question to answer because I quite honestly don't know with regards to, to what effect we want to grow. Again, I'm more, I'd be more willing to upsell current members, get to a certain membership base, maybe increase the membership fees a little bit. We talked about that once we got to X threshold, we're just going to increase our price a little bit. So every new member going forward, you know, is just paying us $5 extra month, $10 extra month, whatever we see as the most reasonable um, increase in fees. And then obviously older members are still grandfathered into their old rates and, you know, get personal training going a little more. Um, we're definitely not at our capacity of, you um, of our martial arts program right we sell room for like 50 50 to 60 more members because we have a pretty large mat area um so i mean that that's kind of where we're at i mean we we do have a little extra space because our um our physical therapist again um occupies about 500 square feet which we've discussed internally about if he opts out after a year because we did a year lease with him to where we might blow out one of those walls and add more equipment, um, to have a larger footprint of our weight room floor. Um, so, th- so those are the, those are the big things kind of going through my head. What is our cap on members to where it makes sense? When do we increase rates? Um, how do we upsell current members and then what do we do with equipment to make it optimal for our space?
1: Lots of things to consider. And thankfully, you know, you're, you know, not even a full year into the position. So lots of room to grow, lots of milestones to hit. Uh, sounds like, you know, the, the old cliche, the sky's the limit. Um, heck, Who knows? Uh, you know, it's, it's so early on to try to tell. I'm, I'm sure there are going to be some different skill sets you develop some different niches and, may hopefully take things beyond where you think they can go. And I hope things continue to grow at this pace for you professionally and for the gym. Uh, Yeah, man, I really appreciate you being here with us. We are just about officially out of time. But before we let you go, where can people find you online? What's the best place to find the gym and, and whatever else you have going on there?
2: Yes sir. Um so on um, all social media platforms, um Powerhouse Gym Mayapack, um our personal website if you're local to kind of the Putnam Westchester area is um mayapackgym.com. Um and yeah, that's about it.
1: All right, sir. It's been a blast. I appreciate you spending some of your time with us. I know we ran over a little bit, so appreciate you being so generous. It's a pleasure having you, and I look forward to uh, checking in on you in the future.
2: Dom, um, I appreciate it so much, my man. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me.
1: Awesome, awesome. And to everybody out there listening, uh, get a little bonus footage today. We appreciate you sticking through it. We hope you found value and inspiration in this episode. Lots of nuggets. Go back, re-listen if you don't have a notebook full of notes from this one. If you want to hear more, click the subscribe button. We'll notify you when new episodes drop. To everyone out there in Jim Lord's Nation.
0: You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview.
3: Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show are Will and Aaron from True Fit Athletic Clubs in McAllen, Texas. Welcome to the show, guys. How are you doing today?
4: Doing great. Thank you, Brooke.
5: Fantastic.
3: I'm excited to have both of you here today and to learn more about business. But really, before we do that, let's. Into a little
4: bit of what was it that led you guys getting in this industry? Yeah, thanks, and and a pleasure to be here, uh, Brooke. Definitely, I guess you know for me, what what got me into the industry, just like so many others, is uh, just uh, I enjoyed working out. Uh, did that through through high school, you know, playing sports, and just thought it was a, a cool place to be able to to work. Uh, you know, being able to do something that I was passionate about. So, uh, so I said that. I'd, got me into the industry and, and that, you know, my passion, my love for getting other people into it's what kept me here.
6: Okay, cool. Similar, you know, athlete, athlete, athlete first and, and coach, you know, after graduating, playing college football and just a love from, you know, getting, getting an athlete from point A to point B. Uh, you know, really that 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 passion to help you know human development, um, help those help those kids get scholarships and then transition that to general wellness and help a client lose weight, corrective exercise, sports performance. So just the love as a coach that, that really started that passion early on and transitioned to leadership development after that.
3: It's so rewarding when we find that that one thing that we love. Uh- Young age, and we're able to kind of take that with us in our career. And obviously, for you, kind of like you were in the sports, you were training the sports, and like now you're in more of a leadership role where you get to oversee, you know, people who are training, people who are you know working in those positions you once did. So, um really exciting stuff. Now, for our listeners, what I want you guys to do: give us an elevator pitch for True Fit Athletic Clubs. Tell us who you guys are, where you are, what you do, how you do it. Just kind of give us, give us a little tidbit so our listeners have a picture painted in their head here.
6: Yeah, I think, you know, we're the, we're the fastest growing fitness organization in the state of Texas uh, with one of the best value propositions where it's really, it's a one-stop shop. You know, when we look at our, our True Power and Bootcamp and our Combo 6, you know, with some cardio kickboxing, our, our Group X and, and some of our leaders that we brought on recently uh, to incorporate GX in a true results-based program um, at an affordable cost. You know, when we look at um, our ability to grow at our current cost and the offering inside of the facility with, with a group that's inspired to serve the community and the teammate that, that joins our team to really grow a career, uh, we're, we're growing and we're growing fast because of
3: it. That's exciting. That's exciting. So tell me a little bit, you know, within TrueFit, what kind of services, if I was a member who was interested in coming to the facility, what could you guys offer me?
6: Yeah, again, I think everything from that basic membership and basic access um, to childcare care, to, to group X, massage chairs, tanning, personal training access, um, team training. Uh, so for everything that, that that member needs for a $30 price point is, is such a value that th- there's nothing there's really nothing that we don't offer inside our facility. From the space that we have uh, to work out on your own, to workouts on your phone for a TrueFit app that then you can go transition and ask a, a personal trainer for help. Um, and, and we have, again, our, our fit 3D scans to really set the tone for whatever goal it is that you have, and educated, nationally certified personal trainers um, at every single facility across the state of Texas and growing.
3: That's exciting. So this is this is growing really, really fast. I mean, how many? Can you tell us exactly how many locations you guys have?
4: Yeah, we have 36 right now in the state of Texas, and then we've got our 37th that we just uh, launched. It's in pre-sale currently in Antioch, Tennessee.
3: I know Texas of is big. Texas is really big. They always say that, right? But 36 locations in one state alone, that's incredible. Um, You know, so since you do offer so many products and services, I guess my question to you guys would be, is there kind of a group training element, a personal training element within the facility as well?
4: Yeah, there is. Uh, so in, inside of the facility, we've got regu- you know, our, our group exercise, which is a you know, huge platform for us to be able to keep our members engaged you know running five different uh you know different formats of that and then into that i think aaron touched Sean, as well, like our our combo six, which is uh, very similar to that of like a nine round uh, type type program where you can do that in a group format. Uh, One of our coaches, one of our, you know, one of our trainers can bring uh, six, seven, eight clients into that room and train them all in that in that aspect at once from a small group training perspective as well. Uh, Then we've got our true power which is very similar to that of like an Orange Theory, where it's got the treadmills, it's got the floor stations, it's got the rowers. Uh, so again, tr- a trainer can take a group of clients into there, or we've got our our actual classes that we that we have for mem- members with member access to that as well. And then great. the last piece is is the actual one on one personal training that we offer.
3: Okay, great. So you know with With the, the group training and all of that, is that included in the thirty dollars per month membership, or is that kind of an additional fee on top of the membership? It's included Nice. That is quite the bargain if I do say so myself. Um you know there's people that are looking to have a lower price point membership who might not necessarily be able to thrive in the big box environment where they come in, they do their own thing, and leave. you know, you see it all the time. Ladies come into the gym, they walk on the treadmill 20 minutes and then they go home and they're like, well, why am I not seeing my goals? Um, but then they find group fitness and it literally changes their life. And so, you know, the fact that you are offering this, especially for younger people or moms, it's a great price point for them to really be able to take advantage of it. Uh, of this and so you know my next question for you guys would be with personal one-on-one training being part of this business how big of a part of this within each facility would you say that it is is it bringing in a a decent stream of revenue or is it something that's just kind of growing right now
6: yeah it's um you know it's a major part of our business just based on based on the impact that it has and, and what we know that a member needs Um, You know, so you're going to you're going to receive that first time session and that 3D body scan Um, that's going to help you really set the pace for your goals and that entire fitness journey. And and I think that that really alludes to back to that team training um, with with how we pair those together and really program that, you know, one session that's customized, you know, based on movement patterns, based on personal and individual needs. And then we have the team training to supplement as well. What are you doing on your off days Um, and and how unique that is for those price points that we also have childcare to add in with it. So we've got that boutique feel and in those studios that are sectioned off along with your one-on-one personal training that, that we know that those members need. Um, you know, again, we, we know, we know why members fail 10 to 15% success rate. So we really believe that we can change that and set our members off on the right journey. Even if it's a month at a time, it's your first six months that, that we program out with that team training add on. So it's not just one, two, three days a week with the trainer, but it's, it's six days. It's customized. It's planned out for a month at a time for those micro meso and macro cycles that we know those members need.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, it's such a big part of, you know, our members success. And I don't know about you guys, but I got into this business because like I wanted to help people. Um, And so when we're able to provide more value for our members through personal training and things like that, our members are going to see success and that's so rewarding. Um, And when our members see success, they tell their friends and then their friends want to come in and we grow, 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 which is super, super encouraging for us. So, you know, next question, just kind of paint a picture. How many members would you guys say that you fit into each facility?
6: Uh, over five thousand. So wow. when we look at we look at our footprint and we look at our growth and um, you know from uh, you know from especially with with our regions where we have anywhere from fifteen into island clubs that have one, you know, one club that we're growing in those regions. And we're over 5,000 members at every single location uh, and growing as, again, as we continue to build back from, you know, post-pandemic, you know, 21, consistent growth, a change in price point, and a change in some of those offerings, uh, we continue to grow those member bases, you know, phenomenal workouts. Our member engagement and check-ins have continued to grow um, and they're at an all-time high. Our our group fitness check-ins are at an all-time high. We're seeing more engagement in those classes than ever before, uh, which is really cool to see.
3: Yeah, especially like so many people, it's great that the engagement is so high. Um, Next question I have for you, and this is probably more of a will answer, but... So what are you guys doing to actively aid the growth process? Like how do you get the word out to the community that you're a place that people can come in and get in really any type of workout?
4: Yeah, so I I would say that, you know, we went through a learning process as, as a lot of companies do, you know, going through going through a growth phase and and identifying, you know, what size box, what size model is, is really. You know going to be our niche and what we want to really have as as far as establishing our, our value proposition for everybody. And you know, we've decided you know moving forward that. But- you know, 35,000 square feet, that's that's really the minimum that we need to be able to make sure that we have the value proposition uh, in, in all of our clubs so we can deliver that kind of consistency moving forward. But as far as just reaching out and getting getting the word out, uh, we, we use a bit of a hybrid model between you know, the old school sales model and then the, the traditional marketing uh, or the the newer marketing model that, that that's out there, uh, we firmly believe that there is a massive need for people in our industry to have that conversation with somebody, so, to where we're, from a marketing perspective, we're trying to create as many conversations as we possibly can. We're trying to generate as many guests through the door as we possibly can, uh, generate as many leads uh, you know, as, we, as we can. And trusting that our, our team in the club is going to be able to take care of those people, be able to deliver an awesome experience and inspire and motivate them to take the next step on their fitness journey, as opposed to just getting to, someone to sign up online. Of course, we're using Facebook. Of course, we're using Google Ads. Of course, we're, we're using um you know there's some some extra platforms out there such as uh experimenting into the billboards and some out-of-home marketing things like that 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 are the more traditional means using that consistently and being able to measure top of funnel mid funnel bottom of funnel uh channels to then uh take all those leads and wherever they come in uh whatever whatever point that is whether that's through just a a, a lead magnet they downloaded one of our uh digital fitness planners that, that we give out for. Free, you know, no cost except for just a, an email address. In, in some ways, or uh, you know, a hydration guide. But then nurturing that lead and segmenting those 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 leads so that way we're communicating to the right people, the right cadence, the right pace, um, and based off their interaction with us, then we're getting them in front of somebody who's going to be super passionate about getting them into the club. So uh, it's it's a little bit of a surgical approach when it comes to that. But ultimately, just understanding. And rather than just blasting things out all the time, we want to make sure that the people who are asking for certain content, we're getting that to them quickly and then saying, hey, we can provide more value. Let's show you. And as they interact more, then we're going to be in contact with them more as well.
3: Okay. Wow. So that's a fun approach there. And I kind of want to tap back a little bit into, you know, the actual, what you're doing, because I think that us talking about this. It's helpful for gym owners out there um, because I think the marketing side of things, especially for smaller facilities, um, it's something that like, you know, really gets people kind of scared and um, they have the nerves, you know, related to that because they don't want to spend money if they're not going to see a return. And so in the industry today, Google ads, Facebook ads, Instagram, utilizing all of those are great um, because that's where people are spending their their time. Um, People are working from their computer. So if we can kind of tap into um, them through those channels, it's definitely beneficial. So talk to us a little bit about your experience there. Has that been something that you guys have seen a good return on um, in your marketing efforts?
4: Yeah, so uh, we're, I guess, an industry benchmark to an extent uh, in in our type of in our type of model is looking uh, for a roughly thirty dollars cost per member. So the cost is thirty dollars uh, to create a, a member digitally through you know through digital advertising through all, all of our ad dollars. Uh, then then we're winning. We're doing well. Um, this year we're experiencing closer to a twenty dollars. Cost per member. So we're doing we're doing really well with a couple of things that we've changed um, by increasing some of some of our brand awareness in some other areas that are helping other other funnels such as Facebook, Instagram, Google Ads work better, do their job a little bit better. So somebody sees a billboard and then they also get an ad. They're gonna be a little more likely to click on that or or, or follow through. I'd say the other piece to it is versus instead of us just trying to sell something uh, to somebody directly through Facebook, being able to have uh, a secondary offer such as, you know, like right now we're, we're running our $10 down $10 per month, but then our secondary offer is, you know, not sure yet. Want to test your drive? Go ahead. Here's a free 10 day pass. So there's two different offers for each, each platform. So that way, if somebody has got a full level of commitment, they want to go, we've got that right there in front of them, but then we're not hiding the secondary offer to capture, create a lead, generate a guest as well. Those are two really important things that sometimes people are afraid to pay advertising dollars to generate guests and to generate leads. They wanna pay advertising dollars for sales. And I think that's one of the biggest mistakes that people can make in, in the advertising world in our industry because it's such a, I want to try it first. And if we get them in here to try it first, they're gonna feel the vibe, they're gonna feel, feel the difference, they're gonna feel the, the massive difference that we have on our workout floor versus just your, you know, your treadmill or your bike that you got in your in your living room. And, and they're gonna to want to become a part of it, especially for the value proposition that we offer. And That's I'd cool. say the last the last piece that we've really added into it is uh, just some some additional bonus offers. So instead of um, instead of creating um, uh, continuous discounts, being able to add to, like we're, we're, we're currently uh, launching uh, on, our, on our website. You can see right now, if you go to it, truefitathleticclubs.com, you can see that we're offering a membership right now, $10 down, $10 per month, first 10 days free and join now and you get a free ticket into our true you challenge so we're doing a ten thousand dollar prize giveaway it's a uh, percentage of body fat loss yeah. competition you get some digital downloads all that great stuff that you get with it so rather than having to necessarily discount our price to gain new members keeping that price and hey we're going to give you some extra value if you join now as well
3: okay that's really cool i like the extra added value there Um, Anytime that we can kind of nurture our members by giving them extra value, kind of mentioned like some handbooks and things like that. It helps them feel like we care more, helps them be successful in the long run, stay with us longer, spend more money. Um, And that's obviously the goal here um, is just to help people, right? Um, So, you know, the next question that I have for you guys is what's that one thing? What's that bottleneck, that challenge that you see, these locations kind of running into and what do you guys do to kind of work on that and overcome
6: it I think the you know the big thing is uh, is the consistency and effort um, when, when you look at what it takes to be successful um, you know once you once you think you've arrived and you've perfected a location uh, we're just getting started you know the the, the consistency in, in the training and development of, of your teammates you know especially with big box from from your culture at your your front desk, you know, to your child care to your sales team to your personal training team it's the, it's the consistency and delivery and execution across 37 locations um Ooh. so just, that's a thing that, that we can just never shut off you know whether it's phone calls it's your external it's your marketing you know, we can't shut those funnels off uh, and, and make sure that they stay consistent we, we do the same thing every single time all the time And as long as those things remain consistent that smile at the front desk will win every time get them in the door as Will mentioned, you know, make sure that they can test it out. They try it out. They get in the door. And with that culture, that culture will win every single time, as long as you don't shut that effort piece off.
3: Absolutely. Consistency is key. I know it's kind of a cheesy phrase that everybody always says, but it is so true. And with 37 locations, you have to have consistency there if you want this brand to grow and grow and grow. And so with that being said, you know, what's the goal? but it's like long-term goal. Where do you guys want to take things? Like what does the future look like for true fit athletic clubs?
4: I mean, I'd say more and more. Uh, we want to be able to continue to uh, deliver uh, our our, our value to all the households that we're currently delivering it to, and then be able to expand, grow into new markets, and, and be able to provide as, as as many people as possible with the kind of fitness value that we that we provide. So, uh, whatever whatever that number is, whatever we can end up growing to, our, our goal is you know, f- effectively more, and and to be able to continue to. Uh, inspire motivate people we talk a lot about uh the percentage of people that are a member of health club in in, in, in our in our market in our area and the more that we can chip into that you know that roughly 82 percent 80 percent of people that aren't working out the the better that we're all going to do in, in the fitness industry so that's 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 our goal
3: yeah, I always tell people like with that with that last piece, and then Aaron, you can kind of answer there. But with the last piece, like everybody always says, Well, our word of mouth and our business is good. Our community knows who we are, but there's always going to be people in your community that have no idea what true fit athletic clubs is. They could see the word athletic clubs and think that you're a place to go play basketball, and that's it. Like people don't necessarily know that you're there. So you have to put yourself out there and you have to be able to reach those people that not even know that they're looking for a gym. Um, maybe they're sitting at home, you know, working from home. Maybe they have um some health and fitness goals. They want to tone up a little bit, but they, it's kind of in the back of their mind. And then they see your ad, and then they drive by your facility and then they hear Susie down the road, go to your facility. And it's like, you know, we're able to help somebody that didn't even know, you know, two months ago that you were there. And that, that's so, so valuable and a great mindset to have um, because there's always going to be a population that doesn't know that they need you, right? And so Aaron, what is your take on that kind of question, the idea of where this business is going to go?
6: Yeah, you know, I think it's I think it's on Will's background when you look at building a more powerful you and and that that has so many so many meanings for us as a company and our purpose, Um, you know, physically, mentally, spiritually, uh, from a weight loss perspective, any goal that you have, you know, will alluded to this. And I think it's the biggest thing that I, I talk to anybody who joins, you know, joins our team is only two out of every 10 people we walk by on the street have a health club membership. And when we think about moms, dads, sisters, brothers that, that have goals that we live in one of the most obese times we've ever lived in. One person dies every 36 seconds from you know, heart disease, cancer, stroke, diabetes. Um, one in five suffer from you know, mental health, anxiety, depression. And, and, and this really is this, is, this is essential. This is the answer. Um, the impact that we can have on the community is is let's get more let's set records together as an industry and increase those numbers um to to drop that 80 percent that don't that aren't active in a health club drop it to 70. and it's again we'll mention it's always more there's always somebody to talk to we never know the day that somebody's sick and tired of being sick and tired so ask everybody promote your brand be everywhere. Pick up the phone. Talk to them at the grocery store. Uh, wear the logo with pride outside of your facility. You know, we we talked to a guy in a hotel this morning that and we were just asking the guy that we're working out in the hotel gym, uh, hey, if we had this product, what would you do? He's like, oh, I love it. So ask everybody, be everywhere, and we will all make a major impact on the health and wellness of the, of the entire nation.
3: Yeah, of course. So, you know, this is going to be kind of an interesting question. You kind of touched on it a little bit there, but In order for you guys to grow, 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 right? Because that's kind of the common theme here. You want to be everywhere. Um, What has to happen within the business right now?
4: Yeah, I think we, so one of the things that we recently did as a a leadership team is we established our our truth at home. And it's, uh, it starts with our purpose at the top. That's our roof, right? Building a more powerful you. And then we've got our mission, we've got our vision, we've got our four pillars to success. And really at the foundations of that are our core values. We do the right thing. We're inspired to serve. We're courageous. We're personally responsible. And then we have fun. And we began starting each each meeting with our teammates uh, out with that true fit home and, and explaining you know, what that means to, to, to us and what that means to them. And the more that we can disseminate that and, and, and create a culture that, that we, we live, we breathe that every day, it's in, it's in our actions, it's in, it's in everything that we do, it's in our decisions. Uh, that, is, that is the single biggest thing that we can do to impact uh, our growth and, and our, 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 our success moving forward
3: great mindset guys. like, uh, you guys have the right mindset to be able to grow this thing. Um, And I think that you sharing this, there's somebody out there, maybe they're not, you know, somebody looking to have 37 locations. Maybe they're looking to just have, you know, one or two locations, but hopefully they were able to really pull from that. Cause I think that was a valuable tidbit. Where can our listeners go to kind of find you guys online? Um, Do you have social media pages? Is it a website?
4: Um, what's that like? uh, for as far as Trufit athletic clubs so our website true Uh, com, can find us there and then for you know for me personally you can find me on linkedin will saffin search me up not many saffins out
6: there
3: <laughs> thank you guys for sharing that aaron did you want to show shout out your linkedin too
6: yeah same aaron mcfarland um, and i think just going back to you know, the last thing is for this to grow, it's, you know, we'll touch on it, but it's culture and, and, and sharing the conversations that when, when your front desk shares the vision as much as you do, when they're just as passionate about changing lives, they know that every phone call is an opportunity to change a life. Every check-in is such a critical experience. That's the, that's the director of inspiration, the directors of first impression. When your front desk, your childcare and your group X, your maintenance, when they share that same vision, as what the entire organization does from top to bottom, that's that's the thing that, that grows. That's when it blows up. So um, overall, same, you know, we Will, Will touch on it as the VP of Marketing, you know, where you can find us from a website. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn as well, Aaron McFarlane. Um, not too many six foot four bald guys out there, um, you know, with the last name McFarlane. So that's where you can find me.
3: Awesome. Thank you guys for being here today. It was really a pleasure to hear from you. And for our listeners, thank you guys as well. If you want to stay noted about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Jim Lord podcast, fill out the link in the description and our will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Jim Lords out.
0: Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors.
7: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show is Vanessa Anderson of W Rhythm Fitness, coming to you from Kent, Connecticut. Vanessa, how are you today? What's going on?
5: I'm well, Joe. Uh, Thank you so much for having me here today.
7: I'm excited to have you. I'm excited to to dig into the finer aspects of this business, because there are a number of things... That you offer that are unique to the industry that don't quite fit in a perfect box if we were to categorize it. But before we get into the business side of things and all that you offer, talk to us a little bit about how we got here in the first place. Vanessa, when you decided to open up a business, how did you know the time was right? What made you think, I want to get this thing started now?
5: Wow, okay. So... Um, I started in the fitness industry back in 2011 uh, as a complete, like I, I would say, accident. Um, I was a stay-at-home mom, and I was a member of a local gym. I used to live in New Milford, Connecticut, which is a town 25 minutes away from here. And um, I actually went during my pregnancy. I had a um, um, hip re- uh, dislocation because oh. um, I slipped and and um, I went to the chiropractor, he put me back together to give birth to my daughter. And then he said, but right after the birth, when you're ready to be back exercising, you need to go to spin classes to strengthen your hips. So that's what I did. I enrolled myself in the local gym. And then from spin, I actually started going to Zumba classes, which back then it was like the explosion, the, the newest thing, I'm fat, everybody was into it. And I have a dance background. I'm, I studied dance for many, many years in Brazil where I'm from and um, I jumped in a Zumba class and I found myself and it was like the highlight of my day when I went there and people picked up on that and they're like oh you should really get certified we would find you a job so it took me a while to get there I finally got certified back in Brazil when I went to visit my family and then when I came back here they offered me um, positions as an instructor they offered me a class a week And because Zumba was so popular at the time, I was hired by like five places at the same time. I was working, like I was teaching 20 classes in a week. It was crazy. And because I love movement, I started to go to other classes and know people in the industry. And I was giving more opportunities. And there's a studio writing town And their focus, which back then was actually really popular too, was like the boot camp style. So they were doing that. So I started there teaching Zumba because the clients wanted Zumba. Mm. And then after that, I started to get all different certifications. So I thought Pio and Turbo Kick from the Beachbody company.
3: Um,
5: I became certified in different things. So in a very short period of time, I was the most popular instructor there. And then I actually started to see myself owning a boutique fitness studio in a short while because I was building this clientele. Then I got a, a certification as a personal trainer, and I told the former owner I said, "When you decide that this is not for you anymore, if you decide, please give me a chance because I would love to have a business. I didn't want her to be her competition." Right. And like very short after this conversation, she said she was ready, and I just took over the business with a totally different um, approach because the area where I live is a like we have an older population, people that need more like mind body connected workouts. So I introduced bar, which was very popular when I took over the studio back in two thousand fifteen. Right, and then um, Pilates and several types of yoga and that's how I built my business.
7: Yeah. And so like many people, you had been working for a number of, you've seen the industry from a couple of different perspectives so far. You knew that you wanted to get into it, owning it yourself so that you could really provide a service that wasn't quite lined up with the way that the industry was going And you mentioned, as soon as you took over, it was a little bit different from what was previously offered. Tell us about W Rhythm as it stands now. How do you describe this business? What is it that you offer?
5: Okay, so what I I offer a complete (coughs) movement. I don't even call fitness exercise or anything. I offer a complete movement program because my role now, especially after COVID is to educate people on how movement can positively impact their lives and how can they just perform like so much better in all other areas of their life. So we're talking relationships, socially, uh, their performance at their jobs and businesses. Because like, if you look at science, a brain that is wired with, physical activity it's much more there's much more clarity of thoughts in general this is scientific so I went I, di- I dove into science to find arguments to actually bring to my clients because I needed to educate them again many of them during COVID went online and they found other options online but if you were used to an in-person community an in-person experience the online stuff can only take you so far if okay. you are not used to that. Some people are just motivated to do that. They don't have time to go in your house and that's what they do. And that's their, that's their thing. But for my clients that have experienced the, the studio before COVID and now they are afraid or they, they, the studio kind of like fell off of the, um, what do you say? their center of attention it was yeah, it's not, not as
7: high of a priority anymore right
5: exactly so my job now is to educate these people to show them how important it is for them to have this community again because it's possible we are like coming out of this crisis um people are seeing all the 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 things that being isolated cause to us mental um, the mental wellness of the country, like it's really in need of attention. So I'm more like an educator right now. And what I offer at the studio is all these programs that will actually make them feel joyful after the experience at the studio. So I need mean, my classes different. They all have this kind of like very positive energy behind uplifting, empowering release, you know, because that's what people need right now. They need this kind of care and they need this kind of education to make sure that we we keep them healthy through physical activity.
7: Yeah. And and so you brought up one thing that was really interesting and it's the idea of COVID and COVID hit our industry harder than most, if we're being honest. Mm-hmm. How does the amount of people that you work with now compare to 2018, 2019 pre COVID? Is it down or have you been able to recover?
5: No, it's down. However, I'm still in business because of the area where I live. Many of them um, now train privately with me. They feel more comfortable in a private setting and they can afford because a lot of people here are retired. So, um, their house here was their second home while they were working and now <laughs> sorry Bless you. Uh, uh, so uh, i am lucky in that sense that i had this influx of people wanting to train privately with me but i used to have classes with 15 um my, the average the average size of my classes were 10 people so okay. and we're talking about in a town with 3000 people so 3000 people with you just average, like people that really are into what I offer because there are other small businesses uh, in town that offer yoga, some other kinds of services in the fitness industry. I pull from like 300 people, right? So I had an average class size of 10 people like across the board. And now my average size is like three, four, the biggest size class that I've had since COVID, since I was able to open the studio again, it was like about eight people. Yeah. So I'm not relying on that so, company, um, as, as much anymore. And yeah. I also adjust my prices.
7: I see. Okay. and And so talk to us about the pricing, because that's interesting here as well. Pricing and pricing for everything is going up yeah. worldwide, not even just in our country or just in this industry. Pricing is going up. How did you adjust them? What was? Are they up? Are they down? What does it look like now?
5: They are definitely up, um, and I made I I did it in a way that I wasn't hitting them so hard. You know, um, the blow was not so hard. So before I used to charge, for example, uh, for a membership, right? I used to have about like. Um, I I remember 14, 12 or 14 classes uh, on the schedule and and they are paying $160 a month for unlimited classes. So if you break that down, I think it was like four or $5 a class or less than that. And now I only offer eight classes a week. There's class every day. Saturday I offer two classes. And I offer three ways to pay, $89 a week, which is like 11 something a class. Um, $300 for the month, which brings down to like 10 something a class, if they come to our classes Mm -hmm. and then, um, like they can pay for three months in advance too. And then I, I, that I charge $750, so $250 a month. But if you break that down, if you really come, the reason why I put the prices this way and I offer these classes and I want them, I want them to know that they have skin in the game. I want them to commit. So you have all these classes to come to. You're paying this money. In order for you to pay less and less and less, you have to come more and more and more. And then yeah. they will experience the full effects of my work. Yep. You know?
7: And it works far better if we know that people are coming frequently. Yes. Vanessa, for you, it I mean, it sounds like we're still trying to get people back in the business post-COVID. And so talk to us about the marketing that goes into that. What is your plan to rebuild some of that membership?
5: Well, um, actually I sent an email yesterday. It was an idea from a company that I've been talking to. They, they, um, they consult with Boutique Fitness Studios and they mentioned um, a promotion like three for 30, they actually discourage people to offer free classes, free services. Like, this is not, they people need to understand that this will be an investment and there is like a huge return for this investment. So, instead of like offer introductory package, so for new clients, because I know there are people out there that haven't been to the studio or clients that have not been to the studio in six months or longer. So, I'm actually Inviting my former clients that haven't been to the studio because of COVID. I'm offering three classes for $30. So that was, it's one of my strategies. And I keep just sending emails with really positive uh, messages about movement and how movement can impact their recovery from all these crises. I keep connecting with them at some level. I got some back. A lot of people moved away and believe it or not, a lot of people are still scared. I actually got a message the other day from a client of mine. She used to come just in the summer and she's like, I would love to have coffee with you outside this coming summer. I'm not working out inside anymore.
7: Yeah, and so still battling the mindset issue, but there are people who are willing to come to the studio and so focusing our efforts there, you mentioned hitting people on an email list, changing up the front end offer a little bit. Mm -hmm. So results still to be shown. Obviously we haven't been able to experience the full effect of that yet. What about, I want to pick your brain on the idea of, of social media because it's been such a huge tool for people in our industry to use, especially in like a niche service like this, where seeing it, is probably really impactful in terms of knowing that it's for you and wanting to sign up. Is that, is, is social media something that you leverage right now?
5: Oh, absolutely. Uh, my page, my Facebook, um, this is a platform that I use more to connect with my clientele because like I said, they're older. Instagram is kind of too fast for them. I, I am on Instagram. I post a lot of stuff there, but I get more results um, with Facebook. So I started to actually uh, being a social media marketer in on Facebook, telling compelling stories about my life, what I stand for, you know, telling them how I dealt with this whole thing, what I've been through, like being brutally, brutal, brutally honest. I'm sorry, brutally yeah. honest with what uh, what happened to me, but at the same time showing them a brighter side because there is a brighter side to everything. I actually, one of my best clients stayed with me during COVID, during the whole COVID process. We, I used to actually see her masks gloves, all everything. And she's like, you are a lifesaver. Like you always have this positive side to what's going on. And that's what I, I do on social media. So I get a lot of people Commenting, oh my God, I love your posts. You're so positive and blah blah blah. And I get some conversion from that. But the tip that I I want to give to the listeners right now is that you gotta be you gotta be honest. There's no selling. Oh, yeah. There's no direct selling. It, it, like there's no post saying, "Hey, come to my class. Link below." No. You have to come with a compelling story. You have to connect with people on a level that they will relate to you. Yeah, And yeah. then you say, by the way, if you need more of me in your life, here I am.
7: Yeah. And I think it's important to distinguish between organic social media, posting content, posting stories, posting videos, and... Using social media to do some paid advertising, right? There's a time and a place for both. Both work and they require each other to be the most effective. Yeah. But to your point, if all we're putting out there is buy from me, buy from me, buy from me, we're going to really quickly turn people off. Absolutely. There's so many options for people to go out and find fitness in some capacity, especially with social media. If all they see is, buy from me, buy from me, then they're going to go to the next option. That's just the reality of the situation. We need to provide value. We need to provide content. And to your point, genuine honesty. This is what I'm about. If this is for you, great. Here, click here to learn more about it. If not, totally fine too. So social media has been something that, that you've attempted to leverage. And then that inevitably brings us to the point, have you gotten into the paid advertising side of that yet? Or has it just been posting so far?
5: No, I have not because I have not found like a um, a good strategy for my business when it comes okay. to paid advertising. So that's something that I can look at with professionals because now this is really, really up-leveled. Like people really need to know what they're doing when it comes to paid advertising because all the platforms have some kind of connection, the algorithms and everything. That's a really
7: good point too. You can't right. just be
5: a rookie and like, oh yeah, I'm just going to do this ad and post. And and then like, yeah. you know, cause in the past it used to be like that. You just paid Instagram or Facebook for like, And you had so end. many interested people, yep. Yeah, but now it's not like that anymore. So you really need to rely on professionals. And yeah. Um, yeah. I really value the work of these people out there. They're um, getting more and more specialized on this. Yeah,
7: that's a tremendous point. And, and not even with social media specifically, but any sort of small business like this, if we're spending money, we need to be really, really certain that there's going to be money coming back. Absolutely. Right? We don't have tens of thousands of dollars in an advertising budget to just willy-nilly throw it at a problem like this. We need to be really smart about it. And so Vanessa. to your point, finding someone or finding people who can teach us how to do it or do it for us, tremendously important. Yes. Tremendously important because that's how we're going to make sure that that ROI is coming back to us. And obviously, Vanessa, this whole conversation has been geared around building a business and, and growing our clientele and making more money and helping more people in the end. For you, what's sort of the, the big vision? What's the, the idea for this business moving forwards in your mind?
5: Oh, Jill, actually, I am still like thinking, I thought that I could have like a very strong online platform with all my educational uh, tools there. Um, I would love to have geographical freedom, to be honest with you. I would love to have the studio in like in a way that um, I don't have to be tied to the income of the studio. This is like my biggest plan, but I can see like more and more I feel that I not only I have the knowledge, but I also have a mission. And there's an incredible need, an incredible need out there for more education about what movement can really bring to one's lives. And, you know, then we can tap onto like the diet culture and everything like that. But mostly, not only like for all generations, youth, adults, elderly, they all need to be more conscious about what movement it is. So I would love for the studio to become like an event place too, where professionals will come and talk about and do like workshops talking about different aspects of movement and how can this bring tap into mental wellness, all of these things that people are incredibly mean like need these days. So not only do the movement, but actually be an educator as well.
7: Yeah. And, and so helping Clients, but also helping professionals at the same yes. time. Right?
5: Yes, 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 absolutely. Tremendous.
7: Vanessa, we could talk about this for hours, I'm sure, but we'll have to start to wrap this whole thing up before we sign out of here. I want to give you the opportunity to tell people where they can learn a little bit more about the business. Is there a website? What's the social media? Where should people go? Yeah, if they want
5: to go on Instagram, the handle is at w. Um, rhythm studio altogether w rhythm studio and um the website is www.wrhythmfitness.com and you can find a ways to get in touch with me right there on the home page of the website
7: that's perfect vanessa this has been a bunch of fun and i really appreciate your insight and your willingness to share what's worked for you and what you're still working on in terms of building this business. I'm excited to see the future and and what this looks like for you as it shapes up moving forward. And so thank you for your time. wish you nothing but the best.
5: Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was great talking to you and uh, to actually share some of my experience with everyone. Thank you so much.
7: Absolutely. And to everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us, to talk about your business model within the fitness industry. Click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Gym Lord's out.
0: Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alex'sgroup.com.